0: Thank you, Devin. Uh, we're going to start with Joe Chiata and then Mark Daniels. Hey, Dev, uh, just your thoughts on – it feels like you've gone against them year after year, but your thoughts on Pat Mahomes, the speed, the offense, everything that goes into this Chiefs game. I would say my thoughts are probably like everybody else's thoughts. It's a huge – uh, challenge to to go against this offense. They do a lot of things really well. Um, speed everywhere. You know, you know the guys, and, and obviously, I think with the speed everywhere, you still have one of the best tight ends in football in Kelsey. So um, they're just tough to go against. You know, I think they found a perfect match of having skilled guys and speed, and a quarterback that can you know keep plays alive, but also smart, keep his eyes downfield, and throw. Uh, some deep routes and very accurate when he does it so um they're going to give us you know a, a lot of different issues that we're going to have to kind of rise up and play and you know like we always talk about here this is a, a classic like just do your job game everyone has um a task everyone's going to have a guy everyone's going to have to do something um we're not going to be able to say you know put three guys on kelsey two guys on hill like we don't have enough guys for that so Each guy that's going to take the field on Sunday for us on defense is going to have to show up and and do their job at a high level. If I could just follow up, uh, James White back at practice today. What was that like to have a guy like that back with what he means to you and this team? Oh, it's awesome, man. And, and, you know, I think just having him around us um, from a selfish standpoint, I think we love we love having him around and. Um, ultimately though, we want him to do what's best you know for him and his family. Um, and you know I know just what uh, a lot of you guys know when you go through different things, it's a good feeling sometimes just to be back in, in a normal setting back with a, a bunch of people who care about you um, and being able to lean on that support. So we were excited uh, knowing he was coming back this week and having him back in the locker room, um, being able to catch up with him and, and laugh and, and have some good times. Uh, with James was great, and we look forward to him just being back with us. Thank you. Uh, Next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Alan Siegel. Um, It might be hard to uh, think about, but do you think this is the fastest group of offensive weapons that you've gone against in, in your career? And when you're planning for something like this as a guy who's pretty fast yourself, how much do you just enjoy the challenge and enjoy even preparing for sort of a heavyweight matchup like this? Yeah, it's definitely one of the fastest. I mean, I remember my rookie year and the early years of my career with Pittsburgh when they had Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders. That was a pretty fast group with the same type of quarterback who had a huge arm and could get them the ball everywhere. So um, I would still say this Kansas City team, you know, Tyreek Hill's the fastest guy I've played against in the league. So I would still say this team is a little faster um, than that Pittsburgh, those Pittsburgh offenses. But um, yeah, man, it's a it's a huge challenge, but it's also an opportunity to go out here, compete against the best, go against the guys. Obviously, they're coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, so I, I think all of us as competitors take that on as an opportunity to go out there and see where you stand. And um, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, we got some guys that can run too, and, and we got to go out there and do that on Sunday and try to keep up with these guys. Um, because it's it's not every day you go against a team where, you know, you look across and there's two guys that you would be like, man, these guys got world-class speed. Um, but with Harman and Hill, um, it, it's just a little different. You know, even out there in practice, you know, you do something and you're like, all right, we see it, we got it. Um, but in the back of your mind, you have to just be ready. That's, that's going to be a lot faster coming at you on Sunday. Thank you. All right, next question. Alan Siegel, followed by 11. Hi, Jeff. How you doing this afternoon? Hey, Alan. You I mentioned do your job a few moments ago. And in getting ready for Kansas City and Tyreek Hill, is he one of those unique players in this league that because of the speed, because of the whole package, the quickness, that he can somehow force players to just forget for a moment to do their job, that he causes players to do things that maybe they wouldn't ordinarily do as they try to help too much on him? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they they do a great job. You know, you know it's not just the guys on the field. I mean, Andy Reid's probably one of the best offensive-minded coaches, you know, to, to coach the game in the, in the NFL. So, um, you know, obviously his speed, but Andy Reid puts him in places where he attacks you and he makes a lot of plays, and then he puts him in that same position. And they might be using them as a decoy, um, but the, if you don't take them, Pat, Patrick Mahomes still throw him the ball. So um, I wouldn't say it, it forces guys to do things that they shouldn't, but it just puts a lot of pressure on the defense. If you're a guy who needs to stay deep and you're in the free safety and this guy's running down the middle of the field, anything else that's going on, you can't take because your number one responsibility is to stay deep. Deeper than the deepest, like, you have to show up and take him um, because he is stretching the defense so fast. So, um, and then I would say, you know, he puts a lot of pressure because he's a good football player. So you can have a task to do, but, you know, if it's covering him and staying in front of him, you got to do it. But, like, the challenge is doing that. So um, I I just think he puts a lot of pressure on the defense um, of not necessarily not doing your job, but trying to do your job well. Um, He puts a lot of pressure on that. Thanks, Jeff. No Eleven Reed, followed by Mike Giardi. Dev, I have to ask you real quick. By the way, nice to see you today. Um, how unique are the practices when you're practicing for a team like this? Because you mentioned you could do something well, um, but you know that that this guy's faster. You could rush the quarterback, but you know his arm angle that he throws it and the speed he throws it at is different than you're going to see pretty much from anyone in the league. How unique are the practices when you're getting ready for this team? Um, I think one of the biggest things is our offense and, and the different guys that go out there and they're trying to rep, replicate these things. They're trying to do those things. So whether it's steady in there, it's Hoyer in there, they're rolling, they're keeping plays alive. So you're trying to get a realistic look. Um, and I think it's one advantage, too, for us. We got a lot of guys who, was play, who have played this team um numerous times so we know that it's going to be faster we know that we know what tyreek hill's speed looks like we know what hardman's speed looks like when you're out there on the field so it's not a, as much of a surprise but i would say we also have an understanding when we're in the practice field that it's going to be faster so we see things and we need to be able to see it and read it we also got to understand like hey on sunday this is going to be a little bit faster so i might want to get out more i might want to do this but um, I think that's all adjusting and being able to, to understand how to play the game of football um, with, you know, whatever's out there on the field and practice them into the game. Um, no matter how well you covered in practice, you got to know how it might be di- a little bit different in the game. Just real quick, how scared or just aware was the team when everything that happened with Tennessee and their facility and guys testing positive? Yeah, I mean, I think throughout the whole NFL, there's a a high awareness for everything that goes on week in and week out. You know, you look at a team like Minnesota, they just played Tennessee. Pittsburgh, they're about to play Tennessee. So, like, all of this stuff comes up. I mean, even, you know, leaving our game Sunday and then Vegas, you see a ton of articles talking about them at an event without masks. So um, I just think across the whole league, um we talked about this when training camp started it's up to us it's up to all the players it's up to all the coaching staff the staff members around the organization that if we want to keep football alive we're all responsible and try to do the right things but um at the end of the day we are in a pandemic so um what happened in Tennessee although it kind of shocks us it's not really surprising I think we all knew at some point we might get some positive tests but you know it's hard once you get rolling and you know, no positive test week one, no positive test week two. So it's like, man, we got this. And I think this is just a um, a little shocker, but it's also a wake up call like, hey, the virus is still here and it, it will affect any and everybody it doesn't care that we're trying to play football. Uh, Mike Giardi followed by Karen Grigio. Hey, Dev, I-, I wanted to ask you if you I know it's a different year, but you've had some success against them. Does that give you any shred of confidence, a little juice? Hey, we've done this before against them. We've slowed them down when other people couldn't slow them down. Um, I would say no more than any regular game. We, uh, I mean, I, I think we go into every game confident that we can go out there and play. And I, I would say this is no different. Like we're not going into the game, into the game scared to death of how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. We got no shot. Like we're not going in with that mindset. Um, but I would also say because we beat them in the past or had tight games with them, that's not giving us this confidence. Like, man, we've done it before. We'll be good. Like, we know we know what it takes to go out there and have a good game against them, and we know how hard that is to do for one, for a whole game, but play in and play out. Like, we know we've played this team where we're holding them and in the fourth quarter they explode for 20-something, 30 points. Like, we've been in those situations, too. So um, I would say we have good confidence, but that confidence only comes from having a good week of practice and, and doing all the things we need to do. Are they unique, Dev, in the sense that I think it was um, on Monday night they were 10 of 12 on third downs, and I want to say nine of them were of five or more yards, and. Several of them were in double digits where even if you get them in an advantageous down-and-distance situation because of what they have at quarterback, because of the skill they have, it seems like no <laughs> no down-and-distance is insurmountable for them. Yeah, I mean, against them, it's all about getting off the field. No no down-and-distance is safe. I mean, we they've picked up – you know, you watch the Chargers game, Mahomes scrambles on third and 21 and gets 21-and-a-half. You know, he puts his head down. Realizes what he needs and, and he just falls forward in a tackle. So, um, we know that we know this offense is, is dangerous. It's explosive. Um, and it doesn't really matter. First and 10, second and five, third, third and one, like none of that matters. they they always have big play capability. So, um, we understand that's not going to really change us. We got to be on point every play, um, and, and try to not give up the big one and, and you know, just in one chunk play. Uh we have a lot more questions, but we're gonna end with two. Uh we're gonna go Karen Garigian and Mike Reese. Hi, Devin. Good to see you. Likewise, Karen. Um you were talking about no down and distance is safe with them. Um I would probably say no lead is safe uh with them either. How how tough are they when they're when when they're behind? I mean you've had two cases where you you looked great for a half, and then within the blink of the eye, you know, they were right back. I mean, it, honestly, it's fun. You know, I think of it when these two teams go at each other, it, it doesn't matter um, who's up. You know, we've been down in games, and we've come back. They've been down, and they come back. Um, it's very similar to the conversation we had um, with Seattle two weeks ago. We just play Kansas City a lot more than we play Seattle. Um, but all of the games have been like that, you know. We we fight this team, and it wasn't, you know. Since Patrick Mahomes, even when Alex Smith was there, we would have battles where you know we be up and they come back, or you know they be up and we come back. So um, I would say it's a game that no matter what, both sides know like, hey, this is gonna be a sixty minute game where we gotta we gotta fight and keep going. You know that game last year, I think at one point they were up twenty three to seven on us. Um, And the game really came down to, you know, our last drive, getting all the way down, I want to say, maybe inside the 10- or the 15-yard line and them stopping us. So um, it really doesn't matter which team has the lead. I say both teams um, are coached very well, and both teams know, like, hey, we're going to compete all the way to the end. Great. Thank you, Devin. And last question, Mike Reese. Devin, uh, you were talking about James White earlier here and you know he's a beloved player in the region and just being around him you know today I'm just curious what you were able to observe from him in terms of how he's doing in the wake of such a terrible tragedy and in a hard year which I think you've referenced before like was there any ray of light today you know just being able to be around him again um I would just say he's a very strong willed person you know I've gotten a chance to be around him Um, the last six, seven years. And, you know, for all of us as as NFL players and, you know, even with you guys, with your job, you're able to compartmentalize. I said that wrong, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, And and put your best foot forward and handle things. And I would say um, James does that day in and day out. His leadership, he's been a captain. I think this is the fourth year he's been a captain um, because he's able to do that. He's able to always put his best foot forward. He's able to kind of be... The example, you know, that the offensive side or, or Coach Belichick can go to and say, do it like James. So I would say, you know, when you go through any tough time, um, it's not easy. You know, I wouldn't say like you're just doing good no matter what you say to somebody. Um, you guys know, I would say for all of us as human beings, you might say you're doing good, but you're not necessarily – Doing good, but I think he's just a strong willed person who's able to come in and go to work and, and still, you know, I think through all of this, give other people inspiration and hope um, just with how he carries himself. And, you know, I look forward to to being around him more and more. And I've looked up to him, even though he's younger, just watching him be a husband, now be a father um, and all those great things that he does. I think he inspires obviously the guys in this locker room by just showing up today. And I think he'll inspire really like you started off saying the rest of this region who supports him. And so many people have reached out to me to to give their support and their condolences to him. So uh, I know he'll inspire those people by taking the field and just being out there with us. Appreciate it.